Here we go. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call and the Orion Mind School of the Prophets. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is 9-10 of 2017. Tonight's speaker is Gary Ray, which is also known as the White Wolf. And whenever you're ready, brother, take it away. Well, uh, we'll kind of throw a few things up in the air here and uh, and see if we can't kind of get everybody on the same page, at least thinking in the positive vein of things. I um, had been doing some research, and uh, I run across the Rothschild family, a complete documentary on them. Uh, I had got another one that wasn't quite as long, and I watched it, and it was revealing a lot of the people that you see in the constitutional environment, and they're tied hand and butthole, so to speak, to the Rothschild family. And uh, the people that you think run the world don't. Um, I don't recall how many trillions of dollars the Rothschild family has. And uh, one of the statements that they had there was that uh, they asked him um, about giving to people. He said, we don't give to children and people like that. He said, we spend our time and our money creating war. He said, because then we can make a profit on both sides of it. And you stop and you think about that. I mean, their whole modus operandi is the love of money, pure out-and-out greed and desirous of total control. Well, everybody's trying to get that almighty dollar. It sounds like they're talking about the almighty God, don't it? And what the hell is it? It's a damn Federal Reserve note that says, in God we trust, and it ain't nothing but a damn debt. It has no backing. It is not redeemable. But hot damn, that's the goddamn suckers bow ass down, suck up to, pray to, and will give their lives for it. They do it every damn day. I know people that's in law enforcement and different things like that. Only thing they're working for, they'll do anything as long as they get in that paycheck and they're looking to retire or to this or to that. And and see, as long as the people think like that, they're really hurting not only themselves, but the people in general. Because down the road, the people that's in power, once they get absolute control, they're going to look at them and they're going to say, we don't need that one anymore. We don't need that one anymore. Take them out and get rid of them. So he said, why? But we worked for you. He said, if you would sell out your people, your family, for a damn paycheck, you're too damn dangerous to trust. See, you might be a Templar, and there's five boxes that they brought back from Jerusalem. And if you really look at Solomon's Temple, it's not under the Dome of the Rock. It's mo- it's a little ways out from there. 
Well, you got five senses, don't you? So if you had the dead head, and it was, let's say, John the Baptist, well, what's John? John the divine. Well, if you got a John on the street, uh, you picked up a, a paying dick, haven't you? Isn't that what a prostitute's looking for, is a John? So that must be the impregnating aspect, the thing that can make things move. It's moving them women. It'll move the subconscious and superconscious mind. They could heal. They could do all kinds of wonderful things when they worship this way. See, everybody's been talking about an exterior God. But when the tempers got around the Sufis, and the Sufis were teaching people all over the place at that time from every culture and so forth, it was teaching them that uh, this God was in all of us. They were teaching the secrets of the time horse, knowledge of the hippocampus mind and how to move in thought, how to see far from wherever you are. That's a remote viewer. Hell, that's a prophet. That's a seer. Well, what about if you wanted to hear a conversation? I've taught him how to do that. That's why I named Jacob Spotted Owl. His daddy come at him. He was he wasn't very big. He was about five or six, and he uh, he looked at Jacob. And he said, "That's a cunning old bird." Well, the way he said it to Jacob, it was a derogatory thing. And that's really the way his daddy had presented it to him. So he come to me, and he, nobody was around. He walked up to me, and he said, Gee, he said, you know that name Spotted Owl? I said, yeah. He said, I don't know if I like that name. I said, really, why? So he told me. And I said, well, son, I said, you remember when you found out Shawnee had an Indian name and I had one and, and Dram had one and you wanted an Indian name too. And you just kept after me all day long. You wanted an Indian name. And I said, well, let me think about it. So what I was looking at was I was watching your nature, your character, your abilities. And I said, and you just kept after it. And so I looked at you and I said, well, I'll tell you what. Since you're pressing me sore, I guess I'm just going to have to give you the name of three parts in wind. <laughs> oh, my God. He, he kind of stomped around a little bit. You know, he, he said, oh, no. He said, I can't have that kind of name. <laughs> I said, well, why don't you give me a few days and let me think about it. And I said, then I'll give you one. He said, all right, I, I, I can do that. He wasn't into no three parts and win. <laughs> so about two weeks went by, and I called him on the phone, and I told him about being spotted out. And then after he deal with his daddy come in, I said, well, son, let me tell you why I gave you that name. I said, that spotted owl is a little bird. I said, and they thought it was extinct. I said, but it wasn't. I said, that owl knew where it was all the time. It was just the rest of them didn't know. 
And I said, but you're like that owl. That you can fly on wings that cannot be heard. You can see in the day or in the night. You have great hearing ability. I said, yep, you are a cunning bird. I said, it really means you're a wise bird, Jacob. It means that you have a very astute, a very quick, a very powerful mind. That you can be places that people don't know where you are. You can see and hear, whether it's close or far. Oh, yeah. You're a spotted owl, son. you got a quick, powerful mind. He looked at me and smiled. He said, yep. You know, Gee, I really like that thing. I said, okay. See, what you do, you have to present it to them in such a fashion that they can get a grasp on what you're saying. And if they have a open and receptive mind, then they'll take the program and they'll go with it. And uh, that's just the way it is. Let me throw it to you, Jim. Let me kind of come up for air just a little bit. No problem, brother. I mean, I mean, just from what you've said so far, it makes so much sense. I mean, it hits home, at least for me. I mean, there's a lot of things out there that uh, we need to get a grip on and really fine-tune ourselves to to what's going on around us and what's before us. That's correct. And see, that's like with your grandson, Gabriel. You watch what he does. And when he's doing something good, laud him for it. You know, tell him how good it is. Man, he's sharp. How quick a mind he's got. See if you can go back to Joseph Murphy, Dr. Joseph Murphy. Yes. In the book titled The Power of the Subconscious Mind. Yes. A little boy was born, and he was perfect in every way except one arm. And on that one shoulder, it seemed like it was his right arm. He only had a little bitty nub, a little bud that was up there. I mean, little thing. And uh, they talked to Joe, uh, to Dr. Murphy, and uh, he told them, they said, Doc, is there anything we can do? He said, sure. He said, you can change that child. See, Murphy knew that the DNA and the chromosomes kept the pattern. But it's the environment that you put that ability in that causes it to develop. He said, you take, and the two of you, y'all take turns reading to him, giving him positive stories, positive ideas, telling him how perfect his little body is, how perfect his arms and his hands are and his feet and his legs and little toes. And yeah, he's such a beautiful, perfect baby. that you just feed that to him all the time. And so uh, they took it to heart. 
It's static in there somewhere, Jim. Yes, I'm going to have to mute everybody but you, brother. Okay, I know where it came from. Okay. I know where it came from, um, but that's good. And uh, so they've done exactly what Dr. Murphy told them. That's all they did was talk to that baby, how perfect it was. Well, so that baby's in Delta Theta. And so whatever you say automatically goes straight into the sub and the superconscious mind, and Joseph knew that. And because it goes in at that development stage, it's affecting the stem cells, <clears throat> the neonatal cells, and consequently that baby's in that high state of growth. It took about 30 days, if I recall correctly. And at first, that little nub started growing. It looked like a just a little thing started getting longer, and then it got to where it looked kind of like a little piece of sausage hanging there, you know, and uh, finally it grew to where it was basically uh, between his shoulder and, say, his, his elbow, and then it got a little kind of a bump there, you know, and it spread out, and so lo and behold, an elbow developed. That kept going, and pretty soon, between the elbow and the wrist, it began to grow and stretch, and that little sausage come up, and it grew, and it turned to where it was an exact pattern to the perfect arm on the other side. Got down to the end of it, and that little nutty come up again, and uh, they just kept it up. Lo and behold, that little nubby opened up into like a little fist, and then it opened on up like a little flower blooming. It had five perfect fingers, perfect hand, perfect wrist, perfect forearm, perfect elbow, perfect upper arm, perfect shoulder. The little boy was complete and perfect in every aspect because his parents wouldn't take no for an answer. And they created the environment that affected by the vibration of their thoughts. They created the electromagnetic field of creation around that infant. And it grew and developed into perfection. So you do that. When you have an idea come up, it's like a little boy. You keep feeding it, blessing it. Gabriel, you're this. Gabriel, I tell you what, I really like you. You've got a sharp mind, son. Never go telling him he's an asshole, stupid, dumb, or crap like that because it's going to go straight in. And he'll keep learning. He'll learn 70% up to he's about three and a half. And then from three and a half up to about seven, he'll pick up the remaining 20% so that by that time he'll have learned 90% of the inner sub-superconscious foundation knowledge that he will develop the rest of his life, plus what he picked up in, say, the last trimester in the womb. And uh, as you begin to understand these concepts, um, the tempers, what they did was that they didn't want an external God. They didn't want a go-between. They wanted to have first-hand knowledge of the God inside. And that gave them the strength to become powerful. They weren't all warriors. 
but they all had different classes of things that they done. They operated as a living organism. They became so successful that their success brought forth jealousy of King Philip the The only thing I can say was fair was it well, he wasn't too damn fair. And the next was that damn Pope. Both of them wanted money. So they sold out Tempers and Jacques de Molay Friday the 13th. What was it? 1307? 1307. Hell, that's the number 11. Because they were alleged to have been following the chalice and guarding over the chalice and associated with the Mashiach and married the Magdalene. Well, as such, it'd be like bloodline. And so in that knowledge, they uh, used certain techniques, certain abilities. And uh, they went after them. They still didn't get the, the information. They didn't get the Templar gold, the Templar fleet left. And um, you had the Cathars, Chaldees, and the Mandeans that were of the Gnostic Nazuri, Nasurim. Oh, hell, they were the Nasins. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Mandeans. We're found in this country. William Henry was doing some study, and he got to thinking about it, because see, we have a tribe of Native Americans called the Mandan Indians. And if you go back and break it down, it's initially it said as the Mandan. But damn, yeah, that's about as close as you're going to get to the Mandans. And uh, they were real light-skinned, basically of white people. And they had totally white hair at least once they hit a certain age. Some of them will look at me sometimes and they'll say, you've got that Hickman hair. The hair of the Mandan, the Mandian. Well, the Cherokee are there. They go back to about 400 A.D., this country. Well, they can't have no King Arthur over here. <laughs> Damn, they can have King Arthur the the second over here and send him back to England, but they can't have no original King Arthur over here. That screw up the damn Pope's bullshit. So, <laughs> as you begin to look, notice the Messiah is not of Bethlehem, Judea. He is of Bethlehem, Ephratah, in the northern mountains of Gerizim, where the ten northern tribes were located, called the Samaritans. Samaria. Sa, Mary. Oh, damn, Sa. The feminine serpent. That's what it meant. And what they knew was the power of the goddess, the female attributes of the seven superconscious mind. And so, during the Desert Shield, Desert Thorn, we... Uh, they performed what was known as shock and awe. 
That occurs about every 430 years in certain instances. Shocking all. Shocking. Shackinah. Damn, that's the Shekinah. Talking about this divine feminine power. The God aspect that can only be operated from within the temple. And you're it. That's what that man and woman was doing with that little baby boy. What I was doing with Jacob. Y'all done it. Maybe not exactly the same thing. Maybe you didn't fully understand the principle of the concept. But as you look back over it, you'll see. And it'll come back to your mind. It'll help you to help those that require assistance. You can't just give it to them. You can't go out there and run it in the newspaper. You can't put it on the TV. Hell, it ain't going to work. All that is is a commercial field and agenda. And so when you understand that, you'll become strong. You'll learn that you can change. You can alter the situation. Jacob would come to me because God, sometimes I'm talking to him, I'd swear he was Tesla or Victor Schauberger. Got a brilliant mind. And uh, sometimes he'll come at me with stuff, man, I don't more know what in the hell he's talking about, the man in the moon. And I'll listen to him, and pretty soon he'll get around and he'll tell me enough that I know what it is he's referring to, and I'll say, oh, okay. I said, you're talking about this, 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 and this, and you wanted to do this, this, and this. Is that right? And he said, yeah, that's it. That's correct. And so we have to get on the same page of understanding, you know, so we can talk to each other. And um, I think it was Char uh, on the West Coast. It seemed like it was Char that sent me a deal. It may have been Barry Brooks, too. Uh, Barry does uh, send me some real good stuff. But it was on... uh, the electric motor and uh, how this guy could run it. He he could create what they call water gas, which is um, hydrogen, uh, hydrogen and uh, oxygen. And um, uh, you can put your hand through the flame and it won't burn you. I mean, you can do all kinds of crazy things. I sent you all a copy of the video. But that motor was a 50-horse motor, and you could pick it up with two with your two hands. Well, man, normally speaking, if you take a 50-horse electric motor, you better have a crane because that dude's going to be some sometime kind of heavy. Well, they went to Tesla, and they offered that motor to him. And Tesla told him, he said, man, he said, God, that's a fine motor. He said, and I agree with you. He said, oh, it'd be wonderful. He said, but there's one problem. He was really referring to the World Bank, IMF, etc. And they had done told him, you can't build a car that's over 50% efficient. If you do, we're going to shut you down. Well, man, this guy had done figured out how to get a minimum of 50% and up to 100%. And he went on and developed a 150 horsepower engine that you could just set in a car and uh, they had a little battery box, looked like about a 
a third of a battery, normal type battery, made out of metal. <coughs> Excuse me. And it created this water gas. And you could either convert a regular automobile engine or you could get this thing started because this motor was made out of magnets. And so once he got it started, that was it. It didn't it was like a perpetual motion machine. Well eventually uh I sent there's two videos in the link there. And that guy developed it and the government killed him. I mean you have to understand, see, the only way the Rothschilds can win is if they stack the deck. That's why when you go to Vegas, they got the strip show, uh the strip uh shuffle, they got the scatter shuffle, the stutter shuffle, they got uh, the different shuffles that they paid the University of California. Um I forgot how much uh it's pretty good to chunk of change to figure out how to do so a deck would never go random. Well, if one cat can figure it out, another cat can figure out how to beat it. And I was one of them cats that figured out how to beat it. It got to where a friend of mine was at the Fremont, and she come to me and she said, Gary, they told us when you come to place a bet, we had to change everything on the table or the keno or whatever because they know that you know how to tell what balls are coming up or what cards are going to happen. And they know that even up to 60 decks of cards, you can figure out how to break the system. And I did. And um, so I got banned. They, they wouldn't let me play, you know, and... Um, if I was in town, they seemed to know whatever hotel or whatever I was staying at. I couldn't meet the people that was on the team that I trained. And uh, so it was just finally advantageous, you know, not to get in the game because they were like the Rothschilds. They wanted to control all the rules, control the decks, control random, control everything. And see, this is what happens. They know that, um, uh, see, people right now, the petrodollar's gone. They might as well get ready to bow down, suck it up. It's over with. So the Rothschilds are going right now, and they're working with China and several other countries. Well, the reason we went to war with Iraq and Iran, they didn't have no damn IMF bank. Guess what? Little dummy over there in North Korea, he don't have no IMF bank. Everywhere we go to war is because there ain't an IMF bank, and that's the Rothschild Bank. The Israeli state, all these stupid-ass Christians ain't got a damn clue. That is no more the land of Israel than my ass is, so to speak. That is people that they created such atrocities against that were truly of a Jewish type of origin, going back to rabbinicism and the Zohar, etc. And the uh, Khazar Ashkenazi 
the Zionist already got the promise from England that they could have the land of Palestine for a homeland. That was about 1937, if I recall correctly. Well, initially they got it going under the bow for uh, the um, the Breton Woods Agreement, and then they developed it on out under the uh, Balfour Agreement, and uh, they literally made it so bad that uh, Germany was one of the most peaceful places for the Jewish people. Goddamn, they couldn't have that. And hell, if you really go to looking up Adolf Hitler's lineage, you're going to find out that he's a Rothschild. All them dogs pee on the same stump or around it. Wade made a statement one time. He said, uh, when you're dealing with intel, remember, they own the bucket. They own what's in the bucket. They own the leak that they put in the bucket. And they'll allow it to leak only as long as they want it to, and then they'll plug the leak in the bucket. And I knew he knew what the hell he was talking about because Wade's an intel man. That was one of his specialties. You have to stop and think about this. They're creating all these wars and it's kind of like these, these storms. Uh, this storm was headed, and uh, everybody was talking about it was going to come this way, and I said, no, hell, it ain't coming here. Well, it look, I don't give a damn what it looks like. It ain't coming here. It's going to go out in the, in the North Atlantic. Well, I turned it for me. But you see, the fear of the people that were in Florida as it started getting closer. That fear is like putting electricity to an electromagnet. You begin to draw the end result of that fear to you. It's like people draw sickness to themselves. In Genesis, it made a statement. It said, um, the former world was destroyed. due to the evil, the calamity in the minds of men. See, we affect this planet. We affect everything out here by how we think. That's why it tells us to control our thoughts, control our mind. God damn, they don't want that. They gotta keep you in fear. They gotta keep you running. You can run them sheep to death out there. And they'll run with nobody catching them. They'll just run till they drop dead. People are like that. But you've got to learn to use your head and do some serious thinking. And uh, consequently, you control your thoughts and learn to focus them. You can put more pressure on a hurricane than 10 million people and make it move another direction. Then they got to where they wanted it to just barely run off of the coast and more or less in the Gulf. Instead of being on the west side, you know, going up the Miami side. Well, hell, 
it moved over. I was sitting in there, and B looked at me, and she said, man, it looks like. I said, don't you even say it. I said, it is not coming over here in the Gulf, damn it. I done told you, no, it is not coming here. I said, well, it's going to go up through South Carolina and Georgia and Tennessee and Kentucky. I said, they must need a little bit of rain up there. I said, they don't have to go destroy them. I said, and you can pray for their good. I said, but it's going to go where the steering currents are because nature will teach you some things. You need to learn how to use nature. Man comes at you. He's moving fast. I don't have to use no energy. All I got to do is reach out and grab him a certain way, a certain place, and use his weight. It'll act like a fulcrum, and it'll throw his ass 10, 15 feet the other way. Wapo, he'll hit the floor. I directed his energy. You can too, whether it's an individual attacking you or whether you got to stand in the boat, the boat of the mind, and say, peace, be still. What sort of man or woman is this that even the waves and the elements take and, 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 and listen to him and obey him? You're that kind of man and woman, but you have to use that ability. You have to gain confidence in it. Hell, it won't work for you either. So, then they got to talk about Brother Jose's out there. He's doing the Atlantic dance. Now they're starting to talk up a, a one-two punch. Going to come back in and hit the, the, the eastern seaboard. I said, oh, man. He looked at me and she said, Gary, there's another one out there coming across. I said, are you serious? She said, I kid you not. She said, there is another hurricane in the Atlantic, and it's coming. That other one down there, Katai, uh, it went into Mexico. See, their fears help it to escalate. Well, they may be using weather technology or whatever. That don't make a damn bit of difference. That's like using the physical bimana. Hell, if nothing else, use the 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 shadow body vimana. It's more powerful than their damn physical crap. They're trying to imitate you. You step up to that high self and go into that light body of that Merkaba. Oh, dog, let me tell you something. They ain't got nothing you can get in that game to hunt. It's up to you. Okay. Now seems like probably a pretty good time, Jim. Let's get a uh, brother Iowa Hawk there, and let's see which one he wants to throw the name out first. And uh, whatever one it is, give us a little piece of what the action is. And uh, we'll use him, and if they're on the call, them. If not, well, we'll use him, and he just has to focus on them real carefully and... Uh, completely, and then we'll do like we did with the little girl on the West Coast. And I hope uh, Gil comes in tonight. He was going to tell us last night, how, I mean, last Sunday, how, how the little girl's doing, and which is fine. But it's nice to hear them tell you. And um, so hopefully uh, we'll have uh, Gil from California come online in and, and a little while and do this. But, uh, Jim, are you in there? Yes, sir, I am. <laughs> I will 
uh, typed in the chat line, Vivian, heart valve, heart valve problems, it's his cousin. Man, I'm sitting here, I was wondering why nothing was happening, and over here, lo and behold, I ain't, I had to pull my seeds down, <laughs> I mean, my, my, my scroll bar down, so I could see, God, all mercy, y'all been writing all kind of stuff in here. Yes. Uh... Let me see what we got here. Falcon Do, hello there. Boozman Queen, hello there. Uh, not really. Number eight, not really. Um, I don't know if that's our one from California or not. Shock and all, Shekinah. Yeah, that's it. Uh, 500 trillion, that's about right. It was way the hell up there. Um, just unreal, the amount of money. Um and uh, they made a statement. Like I said, they uh, they said they don't give to uh, hungry people. They don't go in and bail countries out. They spend their time and their money on fomenting war uh, because they make money on both sides of the issue. And, uh, boy, I'm telling you, isn't that a hell of a thing? That's why the world's in the shape that it is because people like that. That's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, Vivian uh, has a heart valve situation. It's his cousin. Um, I don't know how old she is. It doesn't say. Um, but um, in silver, what we would do is we would take him. We'd get you to close your eyes, take two or three deep breaths, and visualize your idea, your concept of the target, let's say in this case, Vivian. And you would scan their body just like you were an x-ray machine or a fluoroscope, and you go from top to bottom and see if you spot any dark areas or any areas that need to be corrected, and you would erase those out and put, you know, the light where it was normal in the body like it was. And um, you would literally have changed that individual self. And hell, even in beginning classes, uh, we could do this. Uh, anybody could do it. I would teach the class sometime, and uh, um, the least accurate that I had um, was a lady that lived up on a commercial in San Antonio, um, and um, she was 80% accurate, first rattle out of the box. So, I mean, anybody can do this. But if y'all want to get in on this... uh, I'm going to take and breathe about two or three licks. And if y'all will, visualize either Iowa Hawk or Vivian. And uh, her heart valves, her heart. And you put that white light in there and correct those heart valves of that heart. Shoot. The entanglement's already started just by you thinking about it, touching it with your mind. You can feel that energy begin to run in you, like goose pimples, heat run, electricity. So, hey, what the hey, I'm a whoo, no time, no space, no distance. We are all one. Yeah, what the hey. I will hop. Vivian, 
then you will gain more confidence. You'll learn that a headache, you can tell it to leave. <laughs> Fever, you can tell it to leave, and it will. Danny, breast cancer. Well, they got her own chemo, don't they? <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Breast cancer. She's losing her hair. And when you see her, you're going to have to scan her whole body, top to bottom. And you'll notice that where that chemo and that radiation crap that they've given that to her uh, has caused the problem, you can erase and remove and alter it. Uh, uh, I to say. As you do so, <coughs> damn, that tastes terrible. And, uh, Oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> Visualize her now. Danny, breast cancer. We'll look at uh, our hawk. Hawk. Visualize the breast cancer. Visualize her, hair missing, whatever. And when you do, take two or three deep breaths and put your white light on it. And you're going to move by going winter sham, left hand spin. You're undoing, you know, righty tighty, lefty loosey. We're going to go to the left counterclock, winter sham. We're removing the carcinoma. We're removing the buildup of the chemo that's making her hair fall out. It's knocking out or attempting to knock out the endocrine system. We're removing that crap now. Got the head in the head. No time, no space, no distance, no limitation. You will do as I say. Shocky, what the hell? I said, leave now. There is no space here for you. There is no place left here for you. I call a moko te he a te he. You feel like you have to do it again? Do another left hand spin on it. Once you've done it, you feel like it's all removed from the top of her head to the sole of her feet. Take another couple of deep breaths or two or three of them. Raise your energy up and begin to move your hand to the right over her breast. White light going in, top of her head to the sole of her feet. See her hair beginning to grow. See the body completely renewed. Aye, she has a slight jaundiced look to her. 
remove that, cause the skin to return to its normal vibrant color. Look at the liver. We remove the toxins from the liver. Remove the toxins from the kidneys. I eat away. I eat away. Completely renewed. Completely restored. Shana Hila Matake. Shana Haita de Katamehe. Shakina He. Haiwatehe. It is as I have said it is. It is as I see it is. The hair is restored. The breast is normal. Halemokukotanehe. The liver, the spleen, the kidneys, pancreas. Normal. Shuakate here. Shuatikayate here. All right, Hawk, what you got? <coughs> Oh me. Excuse me. Felt mm. it too. Outstanding. And I would say it's all accomplished. Gil, are you on here in California? I don't see him anywhere. Uh, no, he popped in there for a second and went back out. Well, he may be having a rough time getting in. You know, we've been uh, being affected by the uh, solar flares uh, or the coronal mass ejections down here. It's been messing with the Internet. Uh, uh, one day it knocked it out from, oh, hell, two, well, from midnight to probably 7, 8 in the morning. And then um, I noticed today it would slow down and uh which was unusual uh quite welcome brother and uh you um gilbert can come in you know we'll let him kind of run with it a little bit i'd like to hear about his daughter and him uh, his family as a whole um he's been looking for this type of knowledge and uh, matter of fact he told me he'd been listening to us, uh, he told me about uh, talking to him. God, seven several years ago, must have been 2005 or six, uh, somewhere back in there, way to hell back. And uh, anyway, he comes on. I'll let him tell you. I don't want to steal his thunder. No, when he but, comes uh, in, I'll let you know, brother. Yeah, when he comes in. Now, look, you're fixing to have to carry a, a link up to. Uh, to the J-O-B, aren't you? Yeah, that that's around 9.30. It's oh, only, okay. It's, it's, it's 8.53 now, so in about 35 minutes. All right. Well, I'll tell you what we can do. We can run this down to about 5 or 10 minutes, uh, say about uh, 8.20, because um, you're only 5 minutes from where she has to go to work, correct? Uh, yeah, well... Yeah, she leaves here at 930. Uh, oh, okay. Well, then we probably can run this down to about 820. 
and knock it off, and uh, that way you can go and carry her, and uh, you've got the babies there, and it's kind of hard for you to be in two places at one time, and um, um, everything will work out pretty good like that. Um, yes, sir, it would. So we can do it that way. If he comes in, you know, and it gets close to that, it'll probably take me, you know, if I do have to step out of there, I'll put it on mute. It'll take me about five, ten minutes because it's just about a block and a half, so. Well, that's good. I, I see we got uh, uh, our boozeman queen in there says Montana, and I bet you a nickel to a donut that's who it is. Uh, you could uncork her, and let's see what she's got to say. And if you see Gilbert come in uh, from California, um, we want to try to – I knew it was. Hello, good-looking. How you doing? Hello. Go ahead, baby. I got you. <laughs> oh, well, things are getting interesting out here. Um, well, I have some friends that have been decreeing – a lot of things and um, putting forth a lot of information and studying and all of that. And they had their home taken last November, even though every day we put a white light around everything and claim it all back. We were talking yesterday and they connected some dots. Um, And I I think this is a wake-up call. They don't have any intent of harm against anybody else. But because they've been putting um, flames around everything over in their area of Red Lodge, Montana, um, the one of the gals at the title company that helps take her home died yeah. of a very fast-acting cancer. The young guy who came and changed the locks, this is all like within a month time, was killed in a car crash. Uh, the judge, who's been ignoring all of this and allowed certain things to move forward, had a triple bypass. And so we were all kind of going, well, that gets interesting, not because of anything that we've done. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. We you put, put it back the on, them. on them. You put huh? the death hand on them, and their actions brought it to them. See, that's, that's what I'm right. telling you. Your intent is so damn powerful that uh, you have weapons. I mean, you can pull down kingdoms, armies. Uh, you better go back and read Ephesians 6. I mean, uh, balls to the walls, boys. I know you gals are out there, and uh, uh, you may not have a pair that hang down, but you got a pair of ovaries, and hell, they're big as Texas, and damn, they're made out of gold. <laughs> and if you learn to use them, I'm here to tell you they'll all back up and regroup. And and that's kind of what's been going on. I mean, we're, we're just kind of sitting back, and um, it's, it's us two women and her husband and um, and another gal. <laughs> and we're all between the ages of late 40s to 74. <laughs> but we're yep. just very determined to put this into practice, and we we actually speak out our decrees every day. Oh, yes. yes Absolutely. Yes. We set our decrees, and, we, and we'll repeat them three times throughout the day. Oh, man, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would increase that to five times or more. Okay. And uh, w- when you pray it, say, uh, I decree this or something better. Right. And uh, I I had a guy send me something. I have to go through the file. Um, seemed like it was Barry. Um, he's endeavoring to get a copy of what they've done. 
But, man, every time a judge or anybody in a court opens their head against them, they've done this, and it has just shut everything up. I'll get this out to all of you. I'll have to go through my files. I got it through like yesterday evening or early this morning, and um, I'll send it out. But that's correct, Don. I mean, see, this, this is what I'm saying. Um, if If you can make a missile, a, a radioactive missile in flight disappear, or you could change radioactivity and neutralize it just by your mind. Don't you realize that there is nothing impossible to you? That's right. And and I have I have another story. All the flooding in Houston. We have a property down there in Houston. Um, valuable items that are in a property. And yeah. I have family members down there. And all their homes and all of our stuff ended up being on islands of safety. No water came in on any of it. And literally we got pictures, and it's like, oh, there's the two homes, and everything else is underwater. <laughs> and there's the co- there's the other family's homes. Oh, <laughs> and everything else around them is underwater. So, um, That's yeah. That's true. It is, you know. It, it goes... <laughs> And when you see the pictures, you're just like, wow, you know, and um, but we do need for Montana. We have 26 very bad wildfires going on up here. And so we're just having to put uh, we need more effort from other people uh, on that end to shut those down. If you can get uh, how many you say you got in this group you got? Um, Four. Man, that's pretty good. You know, you four people can take and change the will of 300 million people. God dang. I mean, y'all got enough already. Okay. You can see more people joining to your group, but what you might do is you take a map Uh and you look at where those wildfires are and just take and, uh, you know, put a piece of plastic over it, you know, like uh, you would uh, using a grease pencil, Uh and reach up and circle that damn fire. Circle every one of them fires. And speak to it, command it, and see it whew, disappear. See it just blow out. Okay. And you can shut that damn fire down. See, okay. uh, who, um, man, that's classified. Damn, I mean, that's way the hell up there. Um, but if you'll do that, let me tell you, you can stop it. Um, See, if they would have practiced the ghost dance at Wounded Knee and they would have understood the rest of the secret, they wouldn't have been hurt. But to give you an idea of how afraid the government was, that's why they went in and killed all the men, women, and children there was because they were scared to death of them discovering the power of the ghost dance. In other words, you send in that ghost spirit, holy ghost, right? Right, uh-huh. mind, right, spirit. And and so, and uh, what happened? The three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, got cast in the fiery furnace. What'd they do? Hell, they was walking around. It just burnt the damn uh, bonds off of them. Didn't mess up their garments or nothing, but it manifested... Three Hebrew children, see, outer court, middle court, most holy court, conscious, subconscious, superconscious mind. The fourth one was like unto the Son of God. Well, damn, that's you. 
That is an aspect of you. Yep, that's and when right. it come out, that's what made Nebuchadnezzar back up and regroup. Man, all of his people were dropping dead. That's right. That's what, that's what we were talking the, about on the phone is our subconscious mind, it cannot lie to us. No, It knows the truth. It cannot lie to us. But what we do is we drop back down on that conscious mind, and it's what we see and hear that makes us afraid of, oh, oh, this is what's And your subconscious mind is right there waiting for you to say, you already know the truth. Okay, well, then what you do is you start speaking to the conscious mind and making it adapt to what you want it to. See, it only takes 5% of thought. Conscious thought to control 95% of the house. That's why the the rudder on a ship controls a mighty ship. He said, Mark the perfect man, James and the Amplified. What happens? He never says the wrong thing. Otherwise, he would be uh, one that spoke anything, and he could set on fire the wheel, the course of nature. In other words, he could destroy his own health with his mouth. And so when you learn to order your conversation aright, you're ordering the actions that will manifest. And it was by their chaste conversation. Damn, it was their chaste actions. Right. They already created the action in their mind. They only spoke what the hell they seen in their mind, and they told the conscious mind, they said, get your ass up here, boy, and get online. I need the Jesus aspect of you. You got to shine some light here. So you get it to reflect that light back because, see, the sub and superconscious are teachers of the house. And as it begins to affect the conscious mind and the outer physical court of things that you come in contact with, you begin to enlighten it. And now Jesus comes online, so to speak. And as it does, or Isa, however you want to call it, and when it does, it you begin to realize how to open the chrism effect. You know how to impregnate uh, the mind to empower the kundalini serpent energy to come up the spine, the tree of life. Hey, listen, the woman, she's the tree of life. But there's two powers there. There's conscious and subconscious there. There's a, 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 a positive and a negative. Somebody said, how do you know that? Well, she got a double X, doesn't she? Uh-huh. Man's only got the XY. We got the ability to get in the game because of the X. But we have the ability to impregnate and alter a thought by the Y. And Y is the Yog in Paleo-Hebrew. And guess what? That was a woman, too. It's just a different aspect of it. And so as you impregnate this thought, this is what's happening. So you you literally put the death hand out just like they did um, in, um, in the Polynesian Islands. They have what they call Huna, H-U-N-A. A huna. Hu, na. Hu, na. Oh, the light serpent. Damn, you're a human being, aren't you? Right. You can do it. You're it. All you got to do is realize you can do it. That's what we're there working on up here. And well, um, there, were, there, were, there were parts of group in 1st Earth Battalion, at, uh, and they, would, they, they did not. They would demonstrate it that could, it, it could be done. They gave them the teaching for it. They didn't put them through the practice session. They gave them the teaching for it. 
they then could take that knowledge that they had learned on the basis of they had seen it performed, bam, they could do it too. And so what you're doing is when you see this thing in your conscious, subconscious, superconscious mind, you, you, you begin to mimic it. That's your blueprint. You're building the house. You're starting to say and see uh, every mail you drive, it's already got a place it's going. Every wire you run, it's already it's already wired to the right place. Well, it's getting fun up, with, up here with, with what we're doing because that's what we're manifesting is a community. And, that's exactly right. And that it'll come together. And um, <laughs> so we've been have, actually having fun with this stuff, you know, in in what we're seeing around us and happening and and um, I don't know if I caught people up uh, on the the story. Uh, there's a couple of stories that are interesting. So first of all, we realized you can't be an agent because an agent means you're not a gent, which means you're not a gentleman. You don't have any yeah. courtesy in you. <laughs> and so going off on that, um, well. You, you know, I've been fighting for the property issues, and, and so have my friends. And so I had some fun and sent. They, they started up again. Uh, these third-party debt collectors, they don't stop. Well, I told them, if you move forward, you agree to an irrevocable binding contract with me to use those names. Because, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm solvent. I'm not a debtor. I'm not a sinner. I'm not an agent. I'm not an owner of any of this stuff. I don't know who the owner is. They're going to be responsible for what they authored, not me. And so um, I just sent them about a week and a half ago a, a bill for $198 million. <laughs> and what I'm doing is I'm making the magistrate and the law firm and the attorney witnesses to all this. <laughs> They're all well, whatever you do, you file against that damn insurance bond. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I called up the company down there and I said, Hi, I got a nice aerial view of the three really pretty shiny buildings you guys have down there in California. You better be nice to me because I might be your employer. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I know of that happening in Ohio. Really? They messed with a guy, and uh, it was a municipal court. It was over a traffic ticket. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he was a Green Beret. Um, and they jacked with him, and he got with a couple of people that I knew, and uh, he put it on them. Well, he won in the court system. And they put a sign on the door closed due to unprofitability to operate. <laughs> and they defaulted, and he owned the town. He owned the, the squad cars. He owned everything. He went and confiscated all the damn cars. <laughs> and uh, they was having to give tickets on foot in the street. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I'm telling you, they, you're not going to see this on the NBC Nightly News. They ain't going to tell this. Because oh, no. NBC, ABC, CBS, uh, CNN, Fox, all of them people, they dance to the tune of the banker. And Brother Rothschild tells them to squat, uh, and he wants some green candy over there. They go to trying to figure out if they can't manufacture it and, and put it right where he wants it. So you got to remember who you're dealing with. But if you step into this realm of the mind like y'all have been doing, 
And like you said, at first, uh, you had to figure out what was going on. But then after a little bit, uh, you know, it's kind of like you commanded that headache and that fever to leave, and it did. Well, you prayed a certain way, and these people have been jacking with you and messing you around. What happened? You let them go to the fiery furnace. That's right. They they didn't know how to deal with the fourth one in the fire. So they got their ass burned up, so to speak. Well, I I have a... I, did I tell you that there was a warrant out for my uh, juvenile warrant, uh, arrest warrant? Yeah, I heard that. Well, I um, so they're playing the funny name game, you know, different legal personalities. And so I talked to my friends up in Red Lodge, the same ones, and we read it out loud, and they said, Dion, there's like multiple options on that warrant, and it says, any peace officer can check the vehicle out to see if it's working. I sigh one Saturday afternoon. I'll just go into the city of Belgrade, add some tours in, and I'll just go ring up the Belgrade Police Department. And so I rang the bell, and the, the guy came out, and that's all locked up about 6 o'clock. You know, you have to have some. So he gets on the intercom. All I said was, hi, I'm Dawn. And he said, oh, I'll be right down. He opens the door. First thing he does, he puts his hand out. He says, hi, I'm Justin. Okay, no officer this, no officer that, nothing like that. I said, well, you know, I'm here because I'd like to check on something. He said, sure. I said, well, see, there's this juvenile arrest warrant, and here's, you know, what's going on. Here's the different name games that are being played, and and um, I- I'm a private citizen. I mean, as far as, you know, the – that's another avatar, by the way, the private citizen. Um, and so – uh, he goes, let me run upstairs to get the paperwork. He comes downstairs, and he's looking at the paperwork. And he looks at me. He says, I have never seen an arrest warrant like this before. I don't even know what to make of it. I said, really? He said, yeah. And I said, oh, you mean the multiple choice that you have on it? Yeah. <laughs> and I start laughing. He said, is, is the car out there? I said, yeah? He said, may I look at it? Sure, let's go on out. And I said, okay, let's go on out. And he, as we were walking out to the parking lot, he stopped. He looked at me and he goes, this, this warrant right here is a fix-it order. We don't do fix-it orders. I said, oh? And he goes, people don't bring their cars to a police officer or to a police station. And we, we're, we're not mechanics. We don't go see if it works. But it's a fix-it order. I'm telling you, we don't do fix-it orders, and this is a fix-it order. And he said, well, at least it's headlights. And I said, well, he said, would you turn them on? I said, sure. So I turned them on. He gave me a thumbs up. We walked back around. And he was laughing, and I was laughing. He goes, oh, as far as I'm concerned, this is done. I'm sending this back to the court. And he looked at me again. He goes, I don't know what's going on. And I, I found out later he'd been an officer for 11 years. Here, yeah. I didn't even know his last name. We, we, it was just Justin and Dawn. So I didn't even know if it was Officer whatever. <laughs> and he looked at me. He was laughing again. I said, "Oh, you don't know what old Andrew, the judge, was up to, do you?" He said, "Not really." But as far as I'm concerned, this is done. I said, "Well, thank you, Justin. You have a wonderful evening." He said, "Well, you too." And he was chuckling all the way back in, and I left. And <laughs> it was done. Yep. See, that's it. I mean, that's the way it is. When they know you're not afraid of it. See, they come after you because they think you're afraid. But when they know you're not afraid, let me tell you something. 
um, it reminds me of Major Gant. Major Gant had been online 52 months. He was an A-team OD op, um, and uh, they drummed him because uh, he was married, and the uh, lady they had assigned was a news correspondent, and and uh, him and her got sweet on each other. And, you know, 52 months online, you know, I, he probably kind of wanted to look at a woman pretty good, and she probably kind of wanted to look at a man. So he trained her just like she was a Green Beret. He taught her how to shoot, how to do every damn thing. Well, in group, they trained you to mail in with the indigenous personnel or people. And so what Gant did was he absolutely went native. Anytime they'd hit Gant and his team, God dang, whatever they'd done, Gant would do 10, 20, 30 times more. Well, they'd know who he was, and they'd hit him again, and damn, he'd just up it to 100, shall we say. He just really smoked their butts. They hit him a third time. Gant come down on them, and it was like hell and destruction. Word got around, don't screw with them. And so all the big shots were coming over. Matter of fact, they they called him Lawrence of Afghanistan. Hell of a trooper. And um, he never lost uh, a a man, as far as I know. Um, The last report I heard, he hadn't lost a man. And uh, just outstanding, was in, you know, real close uh, association with the indigenous tribesmen. Uh, He had uh, basically been... uh, accepted as a um, an honorary son by one of the chieftains. And so what does dummy do? The, uh, the conventional soldier comes in, and he's not trained like a Green Beret. He don't know nothing about fighting the way that we were trained to fight or the intent, the mission that we're really given. And so they had to figure out something to get rid of him. And they finally busted him and... Uh, made a captain out of him and drummed him out of the service. And he's walking the streets of Seattle. And I'm here to tell you he's one of the finest damn troopers that ever hit the street, or uh, hit the ground wherever. And uh, uh, this is the thing. I mean, you can't let them know you're afraid of them. It's kind of like that old deodorant commercial. Never let them see you sweat. Well, I, I don't back down. And I'm I'm nice. And like my friend said, we got to talking about it, and we really read that, and I said, well, I'm going to go to them. Because you know what? I'm, I'm not angry with them. I'm not going to pick a fight with you. And since one of the options seemed pretty easy to do, I just felt like, well, that, that's what I need to do. And I did. So I was the one that showed up. I was the one that rang the bell there. I wasn't afraid in the least bit. Yeah. And, in fact... We had some good laughs, that, uh, Justin and I, over the whole thing. And I, I even told him, I said, well, it's a good thing Andrew gave himself an out here because otherwise he'd have a huge liability. And I didn't call him the judge or anything like that. So I wasn't corrected. And in fact, I could tell you know, this, this guy seemed to be about 35. <laughs> he was, I could tell he was quite puzzled by the whole thing. <laughs> And then and then I start talking about it a little bit, and I can tell he's just like, oh well, huh? What? You know, okay? Like, well, I'm I'm just glad I'm as far as I'm concerned, I'm signing off on this. It's going back to the court, 
and there shouldn't be any problem. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think they, and I didn't even have to say who I was, or I just said Dawn. So, yeah. <laughs> well, they, they already know, they already know, but I'm telling you, you keep us surprised at what y'all are doing on your prayer. Uh, but in the Huna Code, what would happen is that uh, a Hakahuna would take and pray the death hand. And see, this is exactly what David did. That's why I never would tell them exactly what to do because I knew that if they didn't stumble on it, um, it wasn't no sense of me giving it to them. I didn't want to give them knowledge that they were not able to use correctly. But uh, y'all kind of stumbled on this, so to speak, and uh, you found out that it works. So. Uh, well, when you start putting your degrees... Law fan, she is, Bubby. This little, this little good-looking thing... I, I can't hardly believe she told me she turned 50. Damn. I did already like turn 50. <laughs> she looks like she's in her early, mid-30s. I mean, a good-looking thing. Seymour to be just tickled as hell. But nevertheless, uh, let me see, Don, if uh, Gilbert is in there. If he sure. is, I'd love to get him to do, because Jim's going to have to check here right quick. He's got to carry Alinka to uh, her job, and uh, there's nobody there. Uh, because everybody else has went to Korea to see uh, Susie's uh, parents and relatives, and so all the rest of the house is gone. It's just uh, Alinka and Jim and the two babies. Well, I'm just uh, encouraging everybody to keep doing these things and just be guided in your spirit, your higher conscious, the great I am. That's exactly what you are. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I appreciate it, honey. Mm-hmm. Let me turn. Uh, let me turn Gilbert loose because mm-hmm. I, I, we missed him last week. And we should have got him. We'll get him this week, honey. I'm tickled. I'm thankful. Oh sure. So, well, uh, y'all just keep the keep the pedal to the metal and keep uh, putting wood on the fire. Okay, you too. Okay, baby. All right, Jim. You want to reach and undo Central California for us? Uh, and um, and uh, we'll see what Brother Gill's got to say right quick. Hey, Jim. Yeah, Brother, bear with me. Okay. What happened? He hung up? No, I'm here. I don't I don't see him in there. He just hung up. Maybe he has to come back in. Well I'm gonna unmute all that way when he comes in. Uh he okay. can, he, that way you can just talk with him, okay? All right, you gonna go ahead and carry her? Yeah, in just a couple minutes here. Okay. Well I can probably run my head for ten minutes anyway. Well, because she'll go at about 9. Like I said, I leave here at 9.30. She don't uh, She don't actually have to be in till about 10, but there's things she's got to prepare because Kraft Foods, and, you know, they got to sterilize and do a bunch of stuff. Well, I mean, hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And, uh, man, I, I wish... Uh, I wish he had hung in there. I, I sure would like to have talked to him. Uh, but if he's gone and everybody else is gone, and I, I don't want to throw you out, and I know that you have to do that, and I don't want to have you having to leave them babies or whatever, 
um, you could go ahead and, and cut the call, and uh, and we'll do next week. We've got a chance. We worked on Vivian, and we worked on um, um, uh, Danny, and uh, Iowa Hawk had to witness on that. And uh, we've got these other fine folks here, and uh, um, I'll take and uh, let me uh, select all. Uh, okay, copy. Hey, I think I got it. I think I absolutely got it the first way out of the box. Any people down here in Florida? Let me tell you. Oh, we got it, Jim. Okay, brother. So you got everything uh, from the chat? Um, yeah, I. Um, you're welcome, Iowa Hawk. Yeah, I've got it. I've already got it copied and got it into a compost file, and it's ready for me to write it up and send it out. <laughs> but uh, see, uh, I mean, Don and them are using it. They stumbled on it. They're using it like a mastermind group, and uh, they got three or four of them together. They get one mind and one accord. They touch one thing, then they repeat it three times. Like I said, I do it at least five, and uh, turn that thing loose. And let me tell you something: when they're messing with you, and they're trying to steal your property, so you're bringing the Shekinah. Uh, you talking about shock and awe. You turn the Shekinah loose. I'm here to tell you something. They'll know what shock and awe is. Jim, you can cut it off and uh, close it out because, like I said, I know you got to have that, that girl at the at the work twenty. Well, uh, so you, you, all right. So we're we're done for tonight, then. Well, we've been on uh, an hour and a half, basically. At that's uh, about what normal one hour and twenty five minutes. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, I can do that there. All um, right. Love you now. Love all of you. Thank you all for coming. Shalom, prosper, be in health, Jim. I'll get out of the way so you can take care of that because I, I know that they're depending on you to do that. And uh, we've, we've got a good call in so far, so hallelujah in him. Yes, Tonight. sir. Brother, we love you now. Shalom, prosper, be in perfect divine health. Thank you. Yeah, and as well as everybody on this call tonight, I really do appreciate you coming and participating and be part of it. That's what this call is all about, for us to come together and uh, share the good things that the Creator is doing for us and uh, and learning new things and the secrets that are out there that a lot of these churches are not telling the people about to where we could be overcomers and things of that sort. But with that, you know, I love and appreciate you, and I thank you for coming tonight. Hope you come back next Sunday, same time, same place. And with that, I'm going to end the call.
Shalom, prosper, and be in perfect divine health, everyone. Good night.